You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Illinois Senator Dick Durbin is a clear and present danger to the national security and future of the United States of America. I think the Supreme Court is viewed uh, by those who follow it um, to be more political than in any modern time. Uh, It really has, has reached a point where people are keeping score of who was put in by a Democratic president and who came in under a Republican. I, I welcome whatever the committee wants to do because I'm telling the truth. I want to know what you want to do. I, I'm telling the truth. I want to know what you want to do, Judge. I'm innocent. The senior Democratic senator that serves as the Senate Democratic whip and chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee has recently emerged from his milquetoast shell as an opponent to the republic for which it stands. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman you're denying us an All opportunity right. to Mr. speak Come on, on a nominee. I mean, third time. Nominee. Okay, do this. So Just we don't do have it. a right to speak under the rules. Under the third, uh, third time, I'd say no. So you're, so you're just going to make it up? So you, yeah. I'd like There's going to be a lot to, of consequences I'd like coming to speak here. To him, Mr. You're going to have a lot of consequences coming if you go down this road. You better I've believe cautioned it. you. I've cautioned a lot of you. The clerk will call the rules. Listen to me. I've cautioned a lot of you. I've not had the opportunity like to? to speak. I would like very much to speak on Mr. Casabay. I urge you to let Senator Blackburn speak. Senator Corden as well. Senator Corden hasn't had a chance to speak. That's correct. And Congratulations every- on destroying the United States Senate Judiciary Committee. Durbin leads a Democratic Party that views the invasion of 8 million illegals under Joe Biden as a voting block and enforcement arm against taxpaying U.S. citizens, relishing in the possibility of millions of non-assimilated military-aged men given the power by the U.S. Congress to oppress the criticism of the deplorable American people. But if you're an undocumented person in this country, and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like. You can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? There are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them a chance? I think we should. After 40 years of working the D.C. insider favors game with his wife and Illinois lobbyist, Loretta Durbin, Durbin has a net worth of $10 million on an average $176,000 per year salary. As the Chicago Tribune discovered, Loretta Durbin has landed contracts with a host of companies, nonprofits, and universities under the purview of her husband's congressional oversight. Recently, Durbin blocked Senator Marsha Blackburn's request to subpoena the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs and then acted as if he had no idea what anyone was talking about. Chairman Durbin, can I ask you a quick question? Um, Why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't know the issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his private plane? Never been raised by anyone. Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. said a word to me, not a word. There's a Fox reporter in the hallway who asked me about this, and I said I had not spoken to you one time about this issue. I think you'll back me up on that. I'm not, not mistaken. 
I didn't know that this was even a subject of your amendments. I had two amendments, How one dealing with Epstein and Sotomayor. I brought it up previously. You and I have never personally discussed this, have we? We talked briefly on the floor at you the conclusion. You never mentioned what the subject matter of your amendment was. You said you wanted to offer In committee, amendment. I brought up my the subject matter of my amendments. Not my Three presence. weeks prior. Yes, sir. Oh. It was, I'll, I'll pull the transcript for you. I wish you Thank would. Thank you. I wish you would. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane. Thank you, Senator. Um, when I recognized you, I didn't know what subject you wish to speak to. As I announced at the beginning, the first thing we'll consider the two judicial nominations. Then we will move to the subpoena. Dick Durbin is as dirty as the day is long. And like many of his fellow Congressional Uniparty Country Club members, he works for a corrupt criminal combine hell-bent on the destruction. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Intelligence through that Japanese task force was steaming with Admiral Yamamoto to attack. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. We have to expose this. They admit that we allowed Pearl Harbor to be bombed. The United States was at peace with that nation. This outrageous claim that Roosevelt was this loving, pro-American individual, when in truth, he was a communist lover, he sold this country out to socialism, and he killed 3,000-plus of our men and women at Pearl Harbor on purpose. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I wanted to remind the listeners that we're dealing with our own Pearl Harbors here in America today. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. Hawaii was surprised, FDR was not. I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense. I'm just talking about the problem, reaction, solution paradigm. I ask the Congress to declare since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. A lot of the evidence of government-sponsored terrorism in the past, from Pearl Harbor to the World Trade Center in 93, Waco to Oklahoma City are on InfoWars.com. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, your host this morning. A great show for you today. I don't know if you guys saw the Model UN competition part three last night. I think it's this third debate. It wasn't the second Republican debate. I don't know. I lose track of them because they're all the same to me. But something special about this debate yesterday is that Vivek did particularly well he's done well in all the debates but it was really a murder frankly it was an absolute murder to see what he did to nikki haley in particular during the debate last night and she was so humiliated we'll show you some clips later on in the show today but it reminded me a lot of that famous debate during the Democratic primary in the last cycle where Tulsi Gabbard absolutely annihilated Kamala Harris and Google had to come out and shut down her advertising efforts immediately after that in order to keep her from riding that wave 
into a potential candidacy. And as we all know, unfortunately, Kamala Harris, despite being murdered in that debate, still wound up being the vice president of the United States. And I just remember watching Vivek last night thinking to myself, oh, my God, what he's doing to her right now is even more of a murder than what happened between Tulsi and Kamala. I mean, it's just so clear that she's so full of crap and she works for this machine. She obviously works for this military industrial complex, the intelligence community. She's pushing these wars. She's saying all the stereotypical sort of neocon crap that resonates with a generation in our country that's got us involved in or participated, facilitated, supported conflict after conflict. And I'm a Republican guy. I, I don't identify as a Republican, but I always vote Republican. And that's why I'm so disappointed when I see those who are supposed to be on our side making the mistakes that she makes. And the fact of the matter is I don't think that she's actually making a mistake. I think that she's sold out. She's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. She's doing exactly what she was told. She comes off like a valedictorian running for the president of the United States. We've got a clip from it ready for you here. Let's know what you think in the calls in the third hour. Let's watch this. Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is the means, the means, everybody. So she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. That is just so good to see that annihilation happen. I, I don't think Vivek's going to be the candidate, but I like Vivek. I know him personally on a very superficial level. And he's a nice guy, and I trust him, and I think he's genuine. And I know that, what, did he take some Soros-backed money or was he invested in when he was in the pharmaceutical business by some Soros-backed company 10 years ago? People criticize him as if he's an inside guy, and he certainly could have become an inside guy if he wanted to. But after everything he's said against the World Economic Forum, after suing the World Economic Forum, after everything he's said against this globalism, this internationalism that both of our parties have been subject to and compromised by over the last couple of years, I just don't think he's that guy. He's a young guy. you got to keep in mind that a lot of the money that he made early on in his career was when he was a young man. And I just don't think that he was aware of how sort of politically screwed up some of these organizations were until he got in it. And I think he popped out. I trust him, honestly. I really do. And I think he's setting himself up for, I don't know if he's going to be a VP, but he's definitely going to be positioned to be in some sort of a cabinet position if he keeps playing his cards right. And that's why you never hear him attack Donald Trump directly. And if he does attack Donald Trump, it's always very vanilla the way that he does it. It's not very cutting. 
And I just don't think I just think he doesn't want to alienate his relationship with Donald Trump because he's hoping for a Trump candidacy. And he knows that in the event that Trump actually isn't on the ballot or he gets convicted of some of these crimes, that second place is a really good place to be as the Republican because he could potentially, if certain things play out in a certain way, wind up as the main candidate. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Trump's going to be on the ballot. I think Trump's going to win because I believe in God, and I don't know why God would do that to this country and not allow Trump to win this time. But he's just so smart. And what's really alarming to me is just terrifying to me, frankly, about Nikki Haley is she always comes out of nowhere. We saw the same thing with Barack Obama coming out of nowhere. And there are others we can name throughout the last 10 years in particular. I don't want to say Manchurian candidates, but when someone's a household name and no one can really put their finger on why that person's a household name, that's usually a red flag that that's a, that person is propped up by some major special interest. And I have no idea why anyone at all really knows who Nikki Haley is. I know that she was governor of South Carolina, and I know that she was the ambassador to the United Nations under the Trump administration for some time. And then I know that after that, she was on the board at Boeing for about a year. I actually did the math. She, was come, she came out yesterday and she said that Donald Trump exacerbated our budget deficit during his presidency, which is true, but she's just ignoring the fact that there was a major pandemic that was not anticipated. And I did the math. I ran all the numbers for everything that she has been paid as a public servant. So when she was a member of Congress, when she was a governor of South Carolina, and when she worked for the Trump administration as the ambassador to UN, I added all the numbers up. I used ChatGPT to help me do the research. And she's been paid over a million dollars just in salaries as a public servant. So if we need to cut anything as a budget expense, I think she should be the first cut. I know a million dollars over the course of 10 years isn't all that much money, but that doesn't count the $47.1 billion in federal contracts that Boeing got while she was on the board. It doesn't count all the money that she's made as a military industrial complex contractor or the super PAC that her husband runs. And I don't have a problem with people making money. I, I like to see people be very successful. I love the rags to riches story. But when you're successful off of the taxpayer dime, when you're entrenched in this military industrial complex, that's really, really something to be concerned about. And perhaps that explains why she's being pushed so hard, because those entities, those special interests, want her to be the candidate very badly. More on the other side, folks. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening. 
today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. So much to talk about. Biden raises the possibility of American troops fighting Russian troops. President Joe Biden has raised the possibility of American troops fighting Russian troops in a speech urging Congress to put aside petty partisan angry politics which is holding up his multi-billion dollar aid package for Ukraine. He said that he's willing to make a significant compromise or significant compromises with Republicans, but that it's they who've been unwilling to back down from their extreme demands. I was so frustrated yesterday when I saw his tweet. Republicans are willing to hold up the aid that Ukraine needs because of their extreme border policies. That's what he says. So you're, you're telling me that the wrong position on this argument is to put America first, is to leverage the needs of the American people in this negotiation. Okay, if you want to fund Ukraine, we could probably work something out, but you're going to have to change some things that you're doing at the border. You're telling me that that's the wrong position because it's, it seems to me that the real extreme position is keeping the border wide open and funding foreign entities with tax dollars, billions upon billions of tax dollars. Isn't that treason when you totally leave the door open and then go represent this foreign country for no apparent reason other than to cover up all of your corruption? Apparently, he stormed off the other day shouting, it's a bunch of lies when confronted about Hunter's business connections. Of course, many of those took place in Ukraine. Ukraine was sort of the linchpin or the crux of this corruption, this money laundering. Joe Biden abruptly ended a press conference Wednesday when asked uncomfortable questions about his ties to Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. A White House reporter pointed out to Biden that 70% of Americans and nearly half of Democrats believe he acted illegally and or unethically. 
in regards to his son Hunter Biden's foreign business interests. Quote, on Ukraine and also China, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests, the reporter said. Can you explain to Americans why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? Quote, I'm not going to comment. I did not. Notice he doesn't use a contraction. That's usually a clue that someone may be being dishonest when they speak more formally. He says, I did not, instead of I didn't. Same thing from Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. It's like a nervous thing. We, we, we default to a more formal language when we're lying because we want to sound more credible. I'm not going to comment. I did not, he said. It's just a bunch of lies. They're lies. I did not. He does it again. They're lies, Biden snapped before leaving the podium. At least it's good to see a little energy coming from him. The guy's a walking corpse most of the time. And Ramaswamy points out this competence issue on Ukraine. We're going to run clip one here in a second. And I'm just going to, I am going to go through quite a bit this morning and hit clip after clip of Ramaswamy just owning in this debate. And it's not because I know him or because he came on my podcast or because he came on with Alex Jones. It's because he did such a fantastic job that you guys have to see this. Don't waste your time watching the whole thing. We're going to hit the clips today. Go ahead and run clip one. I want everybody at home to note that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight. The moment Nikki Haley died. Look at that. this is oh what I want God. people to understand. She's trying These to be stoic, have, but I mean, it's not coming no through. What the hell the names her cheeks of are even turning more red. She wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops me, and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the U.N. and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet masters right there. The donors, the donors right there that are playing like the Who boos that accusation? Who boos that ownage right there? That's what bothers me about these debates. These candidates get their special little seats that they get to give out, and they just stack them with as many supporters and donors as possible. And they say, look, just make make this experience hell for all the opponents in the debate. So boo every time he he owns me. It's going to happen a lot, so you're going to have to boo a lot during this debate. And it just gives a disproportionate sense of how much support the other candidate has or how many critics one of the candidate has when you hear that booing from the audience. That's why it's so telling when you hear the entire audience agree with one specific point. We'll show you a Chris Crispy, Chris Crispy, <laughs> Chris Christie clip a little bit later. I don't think it's ready yet. But there is an instance in this debate where he makes the just dumbest remark even if he's right he makes the dumbest remark ever about how donald trump is going to be in prison so you need to be thinking about what you're going to be selecting on election day 
And everybody just universally boos. So we know that all the people in the audience are sort of special interests. Not all of them, but they're there for their specific candidate to show support for their specific candidate. They're going to boo at that candidate's opponents, and they're going to cheer when that candidate says something remotely competent or good. But when they all resonate with something, then you know that there's a real zeitgeist, a real pulse being hit. Meanwhile, World War III extortion, Biden regime threatens to deploy U.S. troops to fight Russia unless Congress passes $100 billion Ukraine war funding. We're going to play this clip here in a second. The Biden regime threatened to deploy U.S. troops into direct conflict with Russia if Congress refuses to approve its $106 billion request for more Ukraine war funding. So Biden's saying that we're extremists. Biden's saying that the Republicans are extremists and they have extreme border policies and that's what's holding up this aid for Ukraine. And then he threatens, because we're extremists, to send Americans to physically die, literally die, in a war with Russia unless... We give $100 billion to Ukraine. It's literally blackmail. He's blackmailing us on behalf of Ukraine. If you don't give Ukraine $100 billion, I'm going to send your sons to die. I'm going to send them into the meat grinder. It's literally blackmail. What'd you say? Okay. We're going to wait on that clip. Apparently it's not ready yet. There's a couple other things I want to cover in the meantime. Anyway, Senate Republicans block Biden Ukraine aid despite warning over direct conflict with Russia. On Wednesday, President Joe Biden suggested that if Congress doesn't send Ukraine more money now, it's going to kill Americans. He's going to kill Americans by sending them to war with Ukraine. We're going to get more into this on the other side. In the meantime, visit InfoWarsStore.com. TurboForce Plus from InfoWars Life is the most advanced formula for optimum focus and energy we have ever offered. And after being unavailable for months, we're glad to bring it back to you at 25% off. With an energy blend that contains amino acids for sustained energy metabolism and an herbal energy blend with very high levels of several herbs for peak energy, TurboForce Plus is a force to be reckoned with. This powerhouse formula contains so many amazing time-tested ingredients. TurboForce Plus will be your number one go-to source for quick, accessible energy. Energize your day and boost your energy on the go with TurboForce Plus for 25% off only at InfoWarsStore.com. In case you haven't noticed, world government, globalism, the attack on the family, open borders, fentanyl, wars, tyranny, surveillance, censorship, Satanism is all out of the open. But finally, people are waking up and realizing the threat. And it's InfoWars that the enemy recognizes is right at the tip of the spear. And that means you're the tip of the spear. And I'm asking all of you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to get great products at InfoWarsStore.com that will enrich and empower your life. X2 sold out for over a year. Back in stock, selling out, discounted. Shorewide free shipping. Double Patriot points. Turbo Force, the strongest, most powerful nootropic out there. It is discounted. Back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com. Get Turbo Force. Get all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your support. God bless and good luck. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Nice. Big gun. Group all that up quick. I was just thinking of this song. This is the lyric. It's all been a pack of lies. 
reminds me of what Biden said when he stormed off. So we're going to run clip 13 here. It's just 18 seconds. Here's Biden. Oh, we're still waiting on it. Okay. What about the other clips? Okay, very good. Let's go back into the fake murder show that we watched last night. He didn't just stop with Nikki Haley last night. Obviously, there were several, I would say, iconic debate moments. Years from now, when they make highlight reels of debates, similar to how we go back and we watch debates with Reagan, or we go back and watch Nixon-Kennedy debates, I think that this, this might make it. And he moves on from just criticizing Nikki Haley and her obvious corruption, her obviously deep state operation. And he talks about the climate scam. He doubles down on the climate hoax. I want to run clip five, which is just really unprecedented for this hard line of an approach in this political context against climate change. And he's, he's absolutely right. He's speaking the truth. He's speaking the real inconvenient truth, which is that we're being lied to by this industry in order to rake tax dollars for bureaucrats and their cronies. Go ahead and run it, please. I'll use this to just address a topic we didn't talk about tonight, but I think is one of the most important topics that needs to be discussed. That is this climate change agenda that is shackling this country like a set of handcuffs. I said it the first debate and I stand by it. The climate change agenda is a hoax because it has nothing to do with the climate. That's what we have to see. 98% reduction in the climate disaster related deaths in the last century. Eight times as many people are going to die of cold temperatures this year than warm ones. Yet against that backdrop, there's an issue coming up in Iowa. It's core to Iowa farmers. I met Kim Junker, Kathy Stockdale, and other farmers who are about to have a carbon capture pipeline built across their land using eminent domain to do it. That's unconstitutional and it's wrong. And if you thought COVID was bad, what's coming with this climate agenda is far worse. We should not be bending the knee to this new religion. That is what it is. It is a substitute for a modern religion. We are flogging ourselves and losing our modern way of life, bowing to this new God okay. of climate, and that will end on my watch. Thank it's you, the most Ambassador critical issue Haley. That's coming up. Thank you. There's this new study that looks to inoculate against climate disinformation. I don't know if you've been watching InfoWars recently at Bandai Video, but the footage is in. The clips are in. They're literally talking about how they're trying to brainwash us into believing this climate change narrative. They admit that they're trying to brainwash us into accepting things like censorship, accepting things like the heavy hand of the state. In a truly bizarre study by psychologists from the University of Geneva in Switzerland is looking at ways to inoculate. It's a word. Quote, inoculate. The public against what they call, quote, climate disinformation, end quote. The study, psychological inoculation strategies to fight climate disinformation across 12 countries. What? It was published on November 30th in Nature Human Behavior. The authors look to diagnose what is causing what they term anti-science belief formation. They said 
mass formation psychosis was fake. Now they're literally using anti-science belief formation. And they want to present strategies to combat the disbelief of the supposed settled science of climate change induced by mankind. Of course, settled is a very inappropriate word to use in a scientific context. I know colloquially we say, oh, the science is settled because of the alliteration. But no true scientist would ever think or say that any specific scientific claim was settled. It's always just a hypothesis. There's extents to which there's so much evidence to believe something that it's overwhelmingly unlikely it'll ever be proven wrong. But it's not ever settled. You always have to have a little bit of doubt, a little bit of an open mind in science. Otherwise, you can't progress to the truth. Studies abstract makes dubious claims about the climate change debate. Decades after the scientific debate about the anthropogenic causes of climate change was settled, which means the human cause, climate disinformation still challenges the scientific evidence in public discourse, the study declares. And I'm working on a little bit of a compilation reel. It is overwhelming how many times these experts, these scientists, these professors, these intellectuals, it is overwhelming how many times they have been wrong about their climate predictions since the 70s, since the 60s, actually. And just because they've been wrong about so many of their predictions doesn't mean that they're wrong in their overall view that humanity is having a negative impact on the climate. Okay, so I'm going to concede there. I'm not going to say that that's true. But you can be wrong about the details and right about the story. So it could be the case that human beings are having an impact on the climate and that that impact on the climate is going to result in massive displacement, extreme weather, failing crops, that sort of thing, these alarmist claims. But maybe it's 5,000 years from now instead of five years from now. So the overall story could be true. It's like the Jim Morrison lyric, the future's uncertain, but the end is always near. Very biblical. Thief will come at the end of the night. Excuse me, the end will come. (laughs) Get thief in the night. (laughs) Point is, everybody always thinks they know when the end is going to happen. And they always get it wrong. We don't actually know when things are going to happen, but you can still be right about the overall Story, it's definitely going to happen just because we've been wrong about all the predictions over the last 2,000 years on this date, the world's going to end on this date, according to the Bible. I did the research. I did the calculations. It's going to end. You can be wrong about all the details, but right about the overall narrative, right? So I'm not saying that the climate change activists are right about the overall narrative, but just because they're wrong every single time they make a prediction doesn't mean that they're wrong about the overall narrative. But the fact that these scientists are still so arrogant, They still have this level of hubris, this pride that comes before the fall, that they're unwilling to acknowledge or realize that there's obviously a major political agenda behind the climate change agenda movement. Just goes to show that the cognitive dissonance is so great that these people are just not behaving in a scientific manner. And you can talk about how the science is settled about greenhouse gases and impacts on overall average temperatures over 100 years, and you can debate about whether or not it's caused by human beings or whether or not it's part of a natural cycle or whether or not it's because 
the sun looks like the eye of Sauron right now. Maybe that has an impact on overall temperatures. And I don't know what what are the temperatures on Earth compared to the temperatures on Mars. Have the temperatures on Mars increased in correlation to the temperatures on Earth? Because that would be a major indicator that it's the sun. Nobody ever wants to talk about that. But they act like it's settled. And so since they act like it's settled, which it's not, they have moved on to the second stage. So if you know something to be true and your opponent refuses to believe it or acknowledge it or work with you on it or rationalize with you on it, then the only thing you can do then is force. At that point, the only thing you do is get a divorce, go to war, when heads just butt like that, right? And so now they decide, okay, well, we know we're right, even though we're not really right, even though we've been wrong a million times over the last 50, 60 years. We know we're right about climate change. And since we know that we're right, we actually have the moral high ground here. So it's okay for us to do some things that would traditionally be deemed unethical in order to win this narrative. Because after all, it's for the greater good of humanity. We're right. They're going to end the world if we don't convince them. So we're going to have to brainwash them with science belief formation. We'll get more into it on the other side. When I say this, I mean it from the very bottom of my heart. I want to say thank you to all the viewers and listeners for supporting the broadcast over the years. We together have changed the world at an incredible level. And I want to salute the crew as well and all of our sponsors and supporters. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, the fight has really been joined with the globalist. And as we go into 2024, the most important election in world history, it is now more important than ever to get around the censors and override the globalists. So keep spreading the word about the broadcast. Keep sharing the articles and videos. Keep praying for the broadcast and our reporters and the crew. And shop at InfoWarsStore.com, where for Christmas, we have the biggest sales of the year, double Patriot points, store-wide free shipping, up to 60% off on products like BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, TurboForce is back in stock, X2 is back in stock, Beats is back in stock. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, it's all there. My new book, The Great Awakening. Do your Christmas shopping there. Get great products and fund the InfoWar. Thank you. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I'm Chase Geyser, your host this morning. Listen to this beautiful choir. 
sing a song that we've all heard a million times. <laughs> so, you know, yesterday we showed on the show that absolutely amazing hearing about these Ivy League institutions running cover for calls for genocide. And I criticized both sides. Obviously, these administrations who cater to these extremist students and extremist professors are really the root of the problem in America, I think. And I was also offended that we have a hearing in which these institutions are threatened with the loss of their federal dollars, which they never should have had in the first place. No institution should be federally funded like this. No higher education institution. But they're threatened with losing their federal support unless they censor their students, which I thought was equally asinine. And that, that, Nikki Haley doubled down on that last night too. And we don't have the clip here. But she said that these institutions should not receive any federal funding if they allow for anti-Semitic rhetoric. And she even said that she wanted to expand the definition of anti-Semitism to include anyone who isn't a Zionist. I, I, I can't tell you how dangerous this woman is. And I normally wouldn't be afraid of her because I don't think she's actually appealing to anyone. I don't think she's resonating with anyone, but they keep pushing her. And when they push, it makes a difference. They pushed Biden. They got him elected. He has dementia. They can get Nikki Haley elected if they want. So I'm terrified of Nikki Haley, to be honest with you. That's what I'm talking about. But look at this Liz McGill from Penn State backpedaling off of some of her remarks where she seemingly basically explicitly stated that calls for genocide were allowed on campus as long as there was no specific violence that happened as a result. Go ahead and run clip 14, please. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been, the irrefutable fact that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I want to be clear. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening. That's kind of like Eva Braun. Deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected you to throw up a B-roll image of Eva Braun. I think they look a lot alike. And were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades, under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities. Oh, Penn's wow. She's got a Ruth Bader Ginsburg doll behind her. She's against Today's genocide, world, but she loves abortion. <laughs> signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years. These policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies. And Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment so all members of our community can thrive. We can and we will get this right. 
Yeah. Freedom of speech. How about freedom of breach? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. These people. That looks like a hostage video. <laughs> it's just like the out of one beer video. Please, please, I beg you for my for forgiveness for my crimes. My pathetic crimes against the state of North Korea. Poor Otto. That poor guy. My heart goes out to that guy. It's just unbelievable. All this infighting here domestically. While Putin and the United Arab Emirates seem to be getting along swimmingly, relations between Russia and the United Arab Emirates are at an all-time high, President Vladimir Putin said during his state visit to Abu Dhabi on Wednesday. Speaking at a welcoming ceremony hosted by UAE President Mohammed bin Zayed al-Nahan, the Russian leader praised the thriving business and energy ties between the two countries. The meeting was certainly about circumventing this IMEC corridor. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it because there's instability in the region in Israel. This IMEC corridor is going to be postponed. But a weird little headline came out yesterday. I don't have it on my desk today, but I'll just tell you exactly what it said. Italy announced that it's pulling out of China's Belt and Road Initiative, citing a lack of incentive to stay in, basically saying that it wasn't working out. It wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. So while we have... Putin meeting with the United Arab Emirates, a key partner in this IMEC corridor, which is designed to compete with China's Belt and Road Initiative. The best we can muster is getting Italy to back out of China's Belt and Road Initiative. Oh, you're going to send your Putin? Well, we're going to send our Italian leader. The incompetence of this administration is is so overwhelming sometimes that it begs the question, is this intentional that they're just dropping the ball on all this stuff? Are they intentionally trying to ruin this country so they can put us in a vulnerable situation so that they can use it as a pretext to expand their power, to expand the deep state? I think it's probably both. But while we're having infighting here at our universities about whether or not it's okay to call for genocide, while we're having infighting in our nation about whether or not climate change is real or about whether or not we should fund billions of dollars to an industry, a green energy industry, while our politicians skim from the top, while we're debating about whether or not our society is based off of principles of oppressor versus oppressed, whether or not it's a systemic racist problem, whether or not it's a misogynistic, bigoted, xenophobic culture, whether or not... Our borders should be open or closed, which should be a no-brainer, which would be perfect for Biden, given that he's a no-brainer president. We see the international community, these opponents, competitors, enemies of the United States of America, totally exploiting the situation. I know that Xi Jinping said there's no plan to annex Taiwan in the coming years, but it could happen tomorrow for all we know. And we know that Russia has won the war, all but won the war in Ukraine. And we know that this conflict between Israel and Palestine is only going to result in mass genocide one way or the other. And it's all set up. And we know that China is outsmarting us. They're outmaneuvering us. They're outsmarting us. Russia is outsmarting us and outmaneuvering us. We haven't won a war in 100 years. Today is, what is it, the 82nd or 81st? be the 82nd anniversary of Pearl Harbor. 
That was four years before we won the war. So it's 86 years since the United States of America has won a war. We haven't won a war in almost 100 years. By the time I'm 50 years old, it will have been 100 years since the United States has won a war. And so we have these leaders, whether they're the generals or the the politicians, they act like the United States is some military force to be reckoned with. And it is a military force to be reckoned with. But it's not this just amazing, outstanding, brilliant example of military force that it was before. Where are the MacArthur's? Where are the Patton's? Where are these famous generals, these famous military leaders that our military used to produce? And maybe they still exist, but we just haven't been in such a conflict as to bring them to the fore, bring them to a place of notoriety. But we're losing in Ukraine. We're losing in Israel. And we're losing everywhere. We, we lost the Middle East time and time again. We keep going back and trying to fight. It's like trying to play. It's like Joe Biden trying to challenge Michael Jordan to one-on-one, seems like. And I think we should learn our lesson. And maybe the reason that we haven't won any of these wars, and I want to talk to you about it in the third hour with calls. Maybe our nation is so morally bankrupt that it's God's divine justice. Maybe we just need to sit out every war until we are compelled to one where we have the moral high ground. And maybe we'll win that one and I'll break this losing streak. But I don't know why it is that Biden would threaten to send U.S. troops into Ukraine to fight Russia, a nation we have never been at war with, a nation we have never exchanged fire with, to my knowledge. When all these other conflicts are happening, when we have all these problems domestically, and there's no real reason to do it other than to cover up his biolabs and his corruption and metabiota and all the money laundering, it's just so corrupt. This guy's going straight to hell. He's going straight to hell. More on the other side. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host today. We've got a great guest in the third hour. We're going to take some calls, too, later on in the show. And we've got more news to cover. I just want to hit this clip. We're going to hit clip 11. And you may have seen some moments of this larger clip already but 
I want you to get the whole context of just what this steamrolling in the debate last night looked like. Go ahead and run it. Mr. Ramaswamy, when discussing your Hindu faith in September, you seem to take a shot at Ambassador Haley, who is also Indian-American and who converted to Christianity as an adult. You said, an easy thing for me to do, being a politician, is to shorten my name, profess to be a Christian, and then run. Make Vivek Vicky or whatever, end quote. Are you questioning Nikki Haley's Christian convictions? And why has your campaign made a point of referring to Ambassador Haley by her given first name, Nimarada, even though she's gone by Nikki for her whole life? Well, my whole deal is if Nikki Haley, of all people, should know how to pronounce my name correctly, the rest of the news media can learn it. My deal is I'll call her Nikki when she can say my own name right. That's our little fun side bet there. Here's what I will say is deeper. I don't question her faith, but I question her authenticity. And I think that's deeper here. We were just talking about this. the trans let issue. It, let it happen. This is a symptom of a deeper cancer in American life, identity politics. This new religion that says your race, your gender, and your sexuality are your identity. It is anti-American. Right. It is meritocratic. It's anti-meritocratic. And it is dividing this country to a breaking point. And I've spoken about this to the left. My books are all about this. I've preached this to the left. But it's even worse when Republicans try to play the same game. We're talking about that trans issue. And Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. Yeah, the, the whole leaning the on debate, gender thing. I criticized thing. Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have so let's, a corruption let's problem. Let's move on since we saw this part of this clip from, from earlier. I, I want to show you that it wasn't just Nikki Haley getting beat down by everybody. They weren't all ganging up on Nikki Haley because she's this new rising star. But it was really embarrassing. I felt embarrassed for Chris Christie last night. He says Trump won't be able to vote because he'll be convicted of felonies. Let's run clip 12, see what he had to say and how he got booed by the entire audience. Sure, thank you. I want you all to kind of picture in your minds election day. You'll all be heading to the polls to vote. And that's something that Donald Trump will not be able to do because he will be convicted of felonies before then and his right to vote will be taken away. You know, you, look, here's the bottom line. You can boo about it all you like and continue to deny reality. But if we deny reality as a party, we're going to have four more years of Joe Biden. When I, my colleagues here raised their hands and said they would support him even if he was a convicted felon, the bigger problem with it is they were confirming the lies he's told to the American people. If you're too timid to take on Trump, believe me, others will, get, will see that timidity. Xi, Putin and the Ayatollah, the border crossers on the southern border, and the criminals in our streets. They'll sense that timidity and they'll take advantage of that failure of leadership. We need to get back to an old American idea that every person is responsible for their own conduct, even a president. I'll be the kind of president who has the humility that knows that you work for the people. It's not the other way around. I will earn your trust. I want to earn your vote. Thank you, Governor Chris. Well, that doesn't even mean anything. This poor, poor guy. <laughs> There's a moment later. We'll try to find the clip during the break where he's asked a question and, and Vivek comes in and tells him to go have a nice meal. <laughs> you could just see how livid he is. And he even comes up in the B-roll. There's some video of it. 
at the end goes up to the moderators like what the hell was that i don't know why he runs why do you run for the president of the united states when you know everyone hates you and no one supports you he'd be better off if he auditioned for a tony soprano show We're on the other side folks Join Chase Geyser on the American Journal, navigating the currents of the American dream. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, Alex Jones, Alex Jones, Alex Jones. Welcome back to the American Journal. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chase Geyser, your host this morning. So we saw Chris Christie in that last segment occupy a large portion of the screen and say very little now let's see this moment this is another iconic vivek moment he was so on fire you can tell that he wants it you can tell that he has a fire under his behind and he's got that eye of the tiger i watched rocky three over thanksgiving i don't know why it is but my family seems to have a tradition of watching the rocky movies during thanksgiving i think it's because planes trains and automobiles is like the only good thanksgiving movie And so if you don't feel like watching that again for the 8 millionth time, then you got to just pick something else as a family to associate with the holiday. So we end up watching Rocky movies every year. And that's the famous Eye of the Tiger scene. When Apollo's taking him around, Rocky, after he's given up, lost heart, he's taking him around into the gym, and he's like, you see all these guys, they got that Eye of the Tiger. It's this iconic, perfectly corny 80s moment in cinema it's one of those things that you get goosebumps when you hear it but then you feel guilty that you got goosebumps because it's so cheesy and bad that's what's so good about rocky it's just it's inspiring and it's embarrassing at the same time which is like such a weird combination of emotions but take a look at this eye of the tiger moment for vivek in clip six just to stop president trump his approval rating with republicans is currently at 81 percent yours is at 25 your best state is New Hampshire, and even there, two-thirds of GOP voters say they would be the angry and disappointed if you won. Respectfully, Governor, you have not stopped, Mr. Trump, and voters may wonder how you could possibly become the nominee of a party that does not appear to like you very much. Yeah, well, look. Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. Right. When it comes to Nikki... Enjoy a nice meal. I wonder if Vivek had that line canned. I, he, came, he comes off a bit rehearsed. I know generally he does just because he's done so many podcasts and he's answered the same question so many times so everything sounds so polished. But that line was so good. I'm skeptical that he came up with it on the fly. But at the same token, that's not really something that you plan to say. Because it's kind of in bad taste. No pun intended. But I'm glad he said it. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I like things that are in bad taste. It's just another moment, though, of him on fire last night. So I can't believe that he doesn't have more support than he does after all of these repeated moments of saying the right thing, making more sense. The only thing he doesn't have behind him is the establishment. And I guess that's all the disadvantage that he needs in order for this to be a really contested race. He's not way behind or anything. I don't know if he's still in second. I think he's battling 
from third between DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley. But I really hope that he rises again in this election cycle because I think he's an important candidate. Even if he doesn't win, it's important for the American people to hear what he has to say because he's right and he's smart. And he's being honest about these problems, about this establishment. And there was footage, there were clips, stills that I saw last night on Twitter of Ronna McDaniel watching from her balcony, which is so fitting. It's like a metaphor. She's like at this elite level watching from her balcony. And every time Vivek had a moment where he was on fire, this look of scorn on her face, just the sheer hatred was overwhelming to see. In other news, speaking of viral and being on fire, get ready because Tucker Carlson is teasing an Alex Jones interview, which is set to come out today. Tucker Carlson has just teased his coming groundbreaking interview with radio host Alex Jones that will drop Thursday. This has been a hard one for me to keep a secret because this interview took place, I believe, in October. It was supposed to come out in November, and they wanted to give it a lot of time. Apparently, Tucker and Alex spent a lot of time together, recorded a lot of content And they wanted to get it just right. So we've been keeping this a secret. But this was the secret mission that Alex was on when he was gone for a week in October. And everybody in the chats just thought he was taking a vacation. And everybody in the chats was like, Alex, get back to work. He was doing a Tucker Carlson interview, guys. Come on. Alex Jones predicted 9-11 in detail and on camera months before it happened. How did he do that? And why did the government decide to destroy him after he did? And he shared the clip of Alex Jones from July 25th of 2001 where he said they were going to pin it on Osama bin Laden after there was a terrorist attack. And all of the Bill Cooper fans can come out and say he stole it from Bill Cooper because Bill Cooper said it was going to be pinned on Osama bin Laden in June of 2001, just a month before. And I don't doubt for a minute that Alex was listening to Bill Cooper back then. I don't doubt for a minute that he even heard that specific broadcast and agreed with it, and then just re-aired the same idea. But to say that he stole or plagiarized the prediction from Bill Cooper, something apparently Cooper himself believed. And honestly, it was just common sense. Like, if you go back to yes. listen to the time of the hour, right, that episode, yes, you, you'll hear him say, you know, he, he talks about how Osama bin Laden was the most wanted man, right, mm-hmm. uh, for the CIA. The CIA just wanted him, and then CNN was just able to waltz up into a cave and get an interview with them like that right there in in and of itself hindsight's 2020 but when you hear that and you hear someone just just breaking down what's actually going on you're like it's like the AP reporters that were filming the attack alongside Hamas right on October 7th like obviously there's something going on here inside yeah well the thing that's crazy about it is we found this year That clip of Alex Jones from March 6th of 2001. So for 20 years, people on the conspiracy theory world have been accusing Alex Jones of plagiarizing the 9-11 prediction from Bill Cooper. But in March 6th of 2001, months before Cooper's Osama bin Laden time of the hour episode, Alex Jones literally said they're going to fly a plane into the World Trade Center. So, yes, maybe he got the Osama bin Laden idea from listening to Cooper and agreeing with it, saying, that doesn't make sense. I'm going to tell my audience that, too. Maybe maybe he did. But he predicted 9-11 before Cooper did, and nobody found out until this year. We went through the archives. We searched the transcripts with a program that we made 
where we typed in World Trade Center and we were able to find every time Alex mentioned the World Trade Center in 2001. And the earliest mention that we could find was March 6th of 2001, where he said the FBI was doing war game scenarios and they were going to remote control fly a 747 into the World Trade Center. And I'm not saying that it was remote controlled. I'm not even saying that it was the FBI. I think it was the deep state, maybe the CIA. But he predicted 9-11 earlier than anybody else in the most specific, explicit way. Second runner-up maybe is Nostradamus, if you like the, the cryptic predictions from the 19th century. So amazing stuff. And I just wanted to talk about that Cooper controversy because when Tucker posted this clip of Alex predicting 9-11 and Osama bin Laden, the replies were lit up with some conspiracy theorists who were like, oh, he stole it from Bill Cooper, he stole it from Bill Cooper. And up until this point, as far as we knew, they were right. It looked kind of like that. But then we find this clip from March of the year where he said they were going to fly a World Trade Center into, excuse me, fly a, a, a plane into the World Trade Center. It doesn't get more accurate than that. And it doesn't get earlier than that, folks, in terms of specific predictions of terrorist attacks. And it's not the only time that he's been right. He's been right on a macro scale from the 30,000 foot view time and time again about things like wokeism coming into our schools. It wasn't called wokeism when he was talking about it 20 years ago, but it's exactly what he was describing when he was talking about the transsexual agenda to brainwash our children. Everybody thought he was crazy back then, but he was right. We're seeing drag queen story hours and time and time again. He's right. He's right about Epstein. He's right about everything. He's right about Obama. Everybody thought, even Snowden thought, that Obama was going to be the guy that came into office and reversed some of these deep state surveillance programs. Everybody thought he was going to strengthen the whistleblower programs and open up transparency to the government. But Alex Jones was right about that as well. And that's why people watch InfoWars. That's why it's more important now than ever that you go to InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason that we're still on the air. Because while other networks lie to you time and time again about what's happening now, Alex Jones and this network tell you the truth about what's happening next. Stick with us, folks. More on the other side. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. When we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the Public Health Service at the time. 
And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Guys, your host this morning. I'm taking calls later on in the show. Great guest in the third hour. We'll just be covering fake murdering in the last night. Biden says that the U.S. border system is broken after telling illegals to search the border. Come on in, the door's open. Speaking at the White House Wednesday, Joe Biden admitted his administration's border system is broken, despite previously advertising that illegals should surge the border under his reign. Most of Biden's speech focused on begging Congress to provide more funding to Ukraine, with the senile puppet complaining Republicans are, quote, playing chicken with our national security, end quote, by refusing to pass the funding unless border policy changes are promised. Quote, I'm willing to make significant compromises on the border. We know you're willing to make significant compromises, primarily to your integrity or your principles or any sort of a moral compass. Another flashback Biden video. Being spread online Wednesday, the Democrat politician said we shouldn't want the nonstop wave of immigrants to cease. Sleepy Joe said there would be an unrelenting and nonstop stream of immigration that would leave white Americans in the minority in 2017. And he celebrated that as a good thing in that clip. So we see that this is replacement migration. Our culture is being replaced. And... It's just because they hate us, frankly. Frankly, they hate you, they hate me, they hate InfoWars, they hate everybody that works hard and lives an honest life. Because it's a threat to their power. They are so absent spiritually of a notion of God. They have no relationship with a higher power. That they despise those who are on the end, those who are genuinely good, those who have faith and freedom. Their doubts about God, their bitterness toward God is manifest because of their corruption. They know that they're evil people deep down. I think they're in denial about it. Denial isn't just a river in Egypt. (laughs) If they can have cognitive dissonance about how many times they've been wrong about climate change, how many times they're wrong about the border, how many times they're wrong about economics, how many times they're wrong about every war we get in, how many times they're wrong about every single issue that matters. They're always wrong. They're wrong about the issue of their own goodness too. They believe out of their own ignorance and hubris that they are inherently good and we are evil. But deep down, the subconscious knows the truth. You can lie to the conscious mind and you can deceive it and trick it and you can operate on this false code, this false operating system. But you can't lie to the subconscious. You can speak to it. You can massage it, manipulate it, steer it. 
But when push comes to shove, it knows. And out of their deep, deep self-doubt and self-loathing and awareness of their debauchery and just sheer evil is catalyzed a bitterness for all that is good because they know that they will be faced with divine justice. And so they seek to create a world that shifts the magnetic poles of morality. If they cannot become moral and good, then they want to change the definition of what is moral and good to fit what they are. And if there is no God, and if there is no afterlife, and if all that is good has been wrong and evil and their bitterness is just rampant, then they themselves seek to be gods. They themselves seek to be the arbiters of morality. They want to silence and censor us. They want us dependent on technology and advertisements and entertainment. They want us brainwashed and complacent and compliant and content. They want us to suffer just the right amount that we need them, that we lean to them, that we beg for them, but not so much that we hold them accountable for poisoning our entire culture and our entire society. And they want us to create technology that will not only serve to put us in a virtual reality that will intoxicate us like an opiate, a fake reality, a fake living experience where we can clock in and experience all the joy and pleasure and happiness that our lives will not possibly be able to achieve in their new world order. While I simultaneously use this technology, use their acts of human sacrifice and research to extend their lives unnaturally for as long as possible, like the ring of power did to Gollum in the Lord of the Rings. Where after enough time passes, if one were to look upon their faces, they would not recognize a human being anymore. He was something very close to a hobbit once, Schmeagel. And in their corruption, we'll see it in their faces. We already see it now. You look at the, the Feinsteins or the Pelosi's or the Bidens or these other members of the gerontocracy, the Soros's or the Klaus Schwab's. You look at them, they look like their actual bodies have been distorted because of their evil. I, I really, I truly believe that it has an impact on you. A lot of stress has an impact on how you look, but a lot of evil does too. And they have sold their souls so consistently, so repeatedly, they have compromised their integrity incessantly for so many years that when you look at them, you can actually see that they're demonic. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. But are you telling me that when you look at Joe Biden, you see a human being? Or when you look at Nancy Pelosi, you see someone with a soul or a conscience? Or when you look at Klaus Schwab, 
you see someone that doesn't want to be the emperor of the earth in some sort of neo-Nazi way. You think the Holocaust was bad. It was. But what Klaus Schwab and these globalists, these internationalists want to do is a genocide of proportions we've never seen before. They explicitly advocate for population reduction, for depopulation. And they can say, oh, no, we're we're just going to do that by incentivizing people to have fewer children. That's how we're going to do it. We're not going to kill everybody, but they are going to kill everybody. And which people are they going to determine should have fewer children? Because when I look at the demographic information and the data here in the United States of America, and I look at who's having children and who isn't, it seems like there's a very specific targeted demographic that they don't want to exist by 2047. My demographic. They don't want Judeo-Christian values. They don't want patriotic American values. They don't want white people. They don't want heterosexual people. They don't even want people who know what their gender is. Stick with us, folks. More on the other side. So much going on. Never forget that the answer to 1984 is 1776. We've come a long way in the fight against tyranny, and it's been listeners and viewers like you that have kept us on air. That's why we bring you the very best products so you love them, so you enjoy them, and so you come back and get them again and again so we can stay on the air in the fight against the globalists because it's viewers like you that keep this operation on air. And here we are, another Christmas is here, being the biggest sale of the year, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off, store-wide, my new book, the Great Awakening, get a signed or unsigned copy, it's all there. X2, finally back in stock. Turbo Force, finally back in stock. It's all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to thank you all for your support. We're in this fight together. And I will encourage you now to get store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off on all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. So fitting that you are playing a song, Killing Strangers context of the story that we're going to talk about. Anthony Polito, 67, who killed three staff UNLV in Las Vegas before being shot dead by cops, had a 15-page Zodiac Killer theory on his website that also listed powerful organizations bent on Global domination. Tony Polito, 67, maintained a website detailing his interest in Sin City, conspiracy theories, as well as fawning tributes from his former students. He died in a confrontation with police after he opened fire on the fourth floor of the Lee Business School. The business professor was rejected from a position at the university. So bizarre. You don't often see a mass shooting conducted by 
someone who's in their 60s. It's typically the psychological profile for somebody like this is a late teenager or someone in their 20s. Certainly for serial killers, it's usually a white male in their 20s for some reason. This professor, this professor who shot dead three workers at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, wrote a 15-page theory on the Zodiac Killer and posted about powerful organizations bent on global domination. Anthony Polito, 67, died in the confrontation with police after he opened fire on the fourth floor of the Lee Business School at 11.45 a.m., right before lunch, prompting a massive response from law enforcement. Officials are looking into the motive, but said Polito was rejected from a teaching position at the school and may have known someone there. Police are currently searching Polito's home in Henderson, Nevada. This is like an MK Ultra thing. Look at that guy. He's been named as the deceased suspect in the University of Nevada, Las Vegas shooting. He maintained this website about his life, describing himself as a semi-retired university professor and posting various topics, including his claim that he decoded the cryptic messages sent by the Zodiac Killer. So he thought highly of himself. In another section of his website, Polito wrote about his love of Las Vegas conspiracy theories and also posted fawning praise from former students. Quote, I've lived in Georgia, Iowa, Nevada, New York, North Carolina, Virginia, and Wyoming. My travels, I especially enjoyed Jackson Hole, the Outer Banks, Key West, and of course, Durham. He writes on the biography section of his site. Okay. But there's another section titled Powerful Organizations Bent on Global Domination. Among the organizations listed are the Rothschild Family, Bilderberg Group, the International Monetary Fund, and the Economics Department of MIT. (laughs) So he lists all these legitimate institutions. He's like, and my (laughs) ex-wife. Then that section, Polito posted a link to a website created by far right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Oh, God. I wonder if he was a caller. Polito also listed his musical tastes. In a section dedicated to favorite movies, he, stayed lit, he states that each selected film argues a truth with powerful eloquence. Some of his favorite movies include Michael Moore's Roger and Me, Oliver Stone's Conspiracy Laden JFK, and the film version of Ayn Rand's conservative epic, The Fountain. Oh my God, I watched that movie yesterday. I literally watched the. I. I the Fountainhead is one of my favorite movies. Ayn Rand actually wrote the screenplay. So it's, it's true to her philosophy that that book changed my life. It's just so bizarre that I watched this movie yesterday not knowing that this guy listed it. I took the black and white Gary Cooper movie and I stripped all the music from it and I replaced it with sort of epic electronic music to make it modern. And it's an, it's an inspiring movie. This is bizarre. Polito lists among the great minds of the 20th century, Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, and George Soros. That's kind of bizarre. Why would you link to Alex Jones and then advocate that George Soros was a great mind of the 20th century? This guy seems like he was simply a narcissistic, disgruntled older man. I don't know if it was a mass shooting. Does it count as a mass shooting? He shot... He killed three people. That's a mass shooting. Yeah. Wow. Of course, they highlight that he links to Alex Jones as if it's Alex's fault or InfoWars fault that these people are lunatics. After all the years of this network repeatedly 
being against every single military conflict that the United States has been in since 1941. This is the only network of all the networks, whether it's CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, NPR. This is the only network that has not perpetuated the lies given us by the intelligence community in order to justify these unnecessary military conflicts. This is the only network that was talking about the corruption of the Bush administration at a time when it was very unpopular to criticize George W. Bush because everyone was rallying behind that new world order, that new world Americanism in the context of the 9-11 terrorist attack our new Pearl Harbor, our Pearl Harbor 2.0. Of all the networks, one could actually make the case that InfoWars is a pacifist extremist network. Because we have been extremists over the decades by way of peace in the effort toward peace. And then you have a mass shooting happen by some narcissistic lunatic with amazing sideburns who made a website just about himself because he wanted the world to know who he was. And they mentioned passingly that he's linked back to Alex Jones because they're just trying to tie Alex Jones into stuff like this. It's absolutely insane to me. Elsewhere on the page, Polito lists his own personal theories on various mysteries, including the Zodiac Killer, the fate of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, and the true meaning of the 2010 Leonardo DiCaprio movie Inception. He notes his love for Vegas on his website, writing, I had the pleasure of making more than two dozen trips for the last 15 years. I don't gamble much, but there is plenty to do there. That's for sure, exclamation, exclamation. This is just some guy's website diary. So he earned his degrees at the University of Georgia's Terry College of Business, where he gained a Doctor of Philosophy. He listed a Master of Business Administration at the Fuqua School of Business at Duke University and attended Radford University, where he completed a Bachelor of Science in Mathematics and Statistics as a double major. So no doubt the guy was a pretty smart guy. Maybe he did actually crack the Zodiac Killer's Code. In addition to three deceased people, another person was wounded and remains in critical condition. His failed job application was reported by 8 News Now with sources telling the site that he may also have had connections to a person who works on the campus. Wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Another mass shooting linked to right-wing extremism. It's always our fault, isn't it? Always our fault. We're going to get into more in the next segment. Make sure that you visit InfoWarsStore.com and give yourself and others the gift of turbocharged energy this Christmas. TurboForce Plus is back in stock for 25% off plus free shipping and double Patriot points. TurboForce Plus from InfoWars Life is the most advanced formula for optimum focus and energy we have ever offered. And after being unavailable for months, we're glad to bring it back to you at 25% off. With an energy blend that contains amino acids for sustained energy metabolism and an herbal energy blend with very high levels of several herbs for peak energy, TurboForce Plus is a force to be reckoned with. With a long list of powerful, time-tested ingredients, TurboForce Plus will give, excuse me, will be your number one go-to source for quick, accessible energy. Energize your day and boost your energy on the go with TurboForce Plus for 25% off only at InfoWarsStore.com. And if you 
want to support the InfoWar, if you want to be the reason at InfoWars.com, InfoWarsStore.com is, or InfoWars is still on the air, but you don't want TurboForce for some bizarre reason, then check out our amazing deals. The Christmas Super Sale is now up. You can get up to 60% off plus free shipping store-wide and double the Patriot points. Christmas time is here. Something for yourself, your friends, and your family at InfoWarsStore.com today. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. When I say this, I mean it from the very bottom of my heart. I want to say thank you to all the viewers and listeners for supporting the broadcast over the years. We together have changed the world at an incredible level. And I want to salute the crew as well and all of our sponsors and supporters. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, the fight has really been joined with the globalist. And as we go into 2024, the most important election in world history, it is now more important than ever to get around the censors and override the globalists. So keep spreading the word about the broadcast. Keep sharing the articles and videos. Keep praying for the broadcast and our reporters and the crew. And shop at InfoWarsStore.com, where for Christmas, we have the biggest sales of the year, double Patriot points, store-wide free shipping, up to 60% off on products like BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, TurboForce is back in stock, X2 is back in stock, Vaso Beats is back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, it's all there. My new book, The Great Awakening. Do your Christmas shopping there, get great products, and fund the InfoWar. Thank you. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal. I'm your host this morning, Chase Geyser. I'm going to open up the phone lines. We're going to be taking calls throughout the third hour. Call in 877-789-2539. I've been inspired by some of the recent news that we covered in the last segment to talk about conspiracy theories. I want to call and talk about good old-fashioned conspiracy theories. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? There's some news on my desk about SpaceX's Starlink, for example, Clears military tests in the Arctic, paving the way for more contracts. The previously undisclosed testing found that Starlink is a reliable and high-performance communications system in the Arctic. Obviously, we know that the Arctic has been a subject of many conspiracy theories. Whether it's the earthquake machine that they allegedly have under the ice, whether it's the Nazis establishing a base, whether it's some sort of UFO testing facility, 
why is it that these treaties were negotiated, that it would always be international? So when you call in, think about some good old-fashioned, old-school conspiracy theories to talk about. Fill me in because I'm actually not that familiar with some of these more sophisticated conspiracy theories, the old-school ones before the whole world became one giant conspiracy, the ones that people were talking about before it was so obvious that there was something to it. Daily Star reports that highly contagious and potentially lethal 100-day cough is sweeping across Britain. Maybe. And the U.S. is holding military exercises in Guyana as border tensions soar. Clips coming up. I love you, Biden. Thank you for everything from migrants at the Arizona border. After all, that is who he represents. Over 12,000 illegal aliens invade the U.S. in one day. This is the highest recorded. From Dan Lyman at Infowars.com. Number of illegal aliens encountered at the southern border in one day reportedly hit the highest level ever recorded as the Biden mass migration catastrophe spirals wildly out of control. On Tuesday, Customs and Border Protection personnel logged more than 12,000 migrant encounters, according to Fox News correspondent Bill Malugan. Stunning one-day surge came after multiple consecutive days of more than 10,000 encounters along the southwest frontier. As InfoWars often clarifies, the jaw-dropping figures do not include known or unknown gotaways or illegal entries via other U.S. borders or ports of entry. So tens of thousands of people a week are coming into this country illegally. Tens of thousands. How is that not considered an invasion? But we have to worry about the border between Gaza and Israel. We have to worry about the border between Ukraine and Russia. We have to worry about the sovereignty of Taiwan. But we're not going to worry about the tens of thousands of people that are storming across our border. And none of our politicians seem to have any solution except for Donald Trump. Donald Trump actually seemed to figure it out to crack that code. But why is it that we are so dependent as a nation on who the president of the United States is when it comes to our border issue? Shouldn't the entire system have fail-safes in place, checks and balances in place to ensure that of all things, our border is always protected no matter who's elected, how incompetent or corrupt they may be? Why is it that when this guy's president, the border is much better, and when this guy's president, there's children in cages? Why is it that we have to worry as Americans as we see these conflicts escalate internationally as to whether or not there are terrorists storming into our country? Why is it that 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate go missing and you never hear another peep about it? Why is it that trains are derailing in East Palestine spilling chemicals everywhere, the same chemicals that are being tested in facilities in Nevada, as callers have called in and reported, as if they were planning it? Why is it that we're so concerned with the economy and the rebuilding in Ukraine and the Clinton Foundation has restarted in an effort to raise money for the rebuilding of Ukraine, even though the war is not actually over, but no one is rebuilding our own nation? Why is it that our governors and our politicians constantly meet with leaders of other countries but fail to give any face time to the American people? 
Why is it that our health system provides for illegal migrants into this country while neglecting our veterans? And then not only do we neglect our veterans, but we insist on sending more U.S. soldiers to conflicts overseas for no apparent reason other than to line the pockets of our political class. Knowing full well that when they get back and they're all screwed up from the atrocities that everyone sees who's ever participated in an actual war... There'll be nothing here for them. There'll be no one to take care of them here. And then when they go nuts because they haven't been properly taken care of and we put them in these extreme environments and one of them on the offhand chance starts hearing voices because of voice to school technology or some hyper form of PTSD and shoots up a bowling alley, then the issue is gun violence. Then the issue is gun regulation. So they're not going to admit that the fact that we've gone to these wars is making our population nuts, but they're going to use these lashings out of violence to blame people like Alex Jones, to blame things like the Second Amendment, the Chuck Schumer's of the world are going to come out and say that they support a ban on AR-15s while their largest donor is an international arms dealer that's actually been prosecuted in settled cases for violating international arms laws and regulations. Why is it that we're constantly providing aid to these other nations when our own people can't even afford to go to the grocery store? Why is it that we're constantly propping up these international businesses when our own small businesses are forced to shut down? Why is it that we're being inoculated with these vaccines that don't work and cause harm when the virus isn't even that deadly? And why is it that now every time Someone gets a cough wherever they are in the world. The deep state hears about it and makes sure that there's a headline about it so that we can constantly be afraid. And why is it that our politicians advocate for democracy so much, but then constantly ensure that only the pre-selected candidates are on the ballot? Why is it that they say they love this democratic republic that we are in, but they want to make it illegal for Donald Trump to be on the ballot. They want to make it illegal in Florida, for example, for any competitor to Joe Biden to be on the primary ballot for the Democratic primary. And why is it that anytime we come to them with an issue, they censor us? And why is it that even when we don't come to them with an issue, they surveil us? And why is it that when we protest, they imprison us? And that when we say something controversial, they sue us. And that when we make money, they tax us. And that when we need health care, they make sure it's as expensive as possible. So that we can hardly afford them. We need them. They act like they care about our health so much. But everything they do says otherwise. They act like they care about our freedom so much, but everything they do says otherwise. They, they act like they care about us. But everything they do says otherwise. And it's not because they care more about someone else. It's because they care only about themselves. The political establishment is a narcissistic, psychopathic organism. It is Ted Bundy in organizational form. It wants to kill you and rape you and get away with it. And it wants to game the judicial system in such a way that it charms all the judges who will never bring them to justice. 
It wants to live forever. It believes it is always right. It thinks of itself as God, and it seeks to become a God. The definition of God being that creator which is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. It wants to be all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere. It's the Antichrist, the political class, the political establishment on an international globalist scale is literally the antithesis of God. It thinks of itself as God. It cannot rise to the occasion of being God. It seeks all the same characteristics and features of God, but everything it does is against God. It is Satan. It is the adversary. Its motive, its goal, its plan, its agenda, its culture, its spirit is to defy God brazenly and when called out for it or held accountable for it to lash out in a gnashing of teeth that is so bitter, so foul, so demonic that one can't help but look away. So if we're in a spiritual war, folks. We're in a spiritual war against the political class. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. I want to take your calls in the next hour. Call in 877-789-2539. Your calls next hour. Conspiracy theories. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Talk to me. Normally, Christmas is our biggest settle of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues... This is our biggest sale because finally, almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, Our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted, InfoWarsStore.com.